What is going on, everybody? This is your absolute favorite biker, Mike, with the Blue Collar Philosophers. Hey, Mike, where's the podcast? Hey, you were supposed to download. Hey, what's going on? Hey, guess what? Sometimes uh, we get complacent, too. Yeah, we kind of lost track. Um, I truly do believe that comfort breeds displacent or uh, what's the word? Complacency. Comfort breeds complacency. We were up like four episodes, so we were able to like not release anything for a little while. And um, yeah, so we just didn't feel like we needed to rush anything. And then another week went by, and then another week went by, and another one. And then, um, yeah, we're, we, um, we're out of episodes. So I got to record something just to send out to you guys. I'm going to do my best because I'm a solo mission tonight, to really um, stay positive, uh, not misspeak too much, and, and, and just really enjoy myself here as I enjoy my bourbon. Now, here's the thing. Most of the time, I could do a little bit of pre-ramble by myself or, or with Devin, so I've got my drink already started, and I'm like, I'm, I'm completely out of sorts. I forgot to pour my drink until halfway into the song. I'm like, all right, we've got to do this. And I'm like, shit, I forgot a few things. I had to reset up the podcast uh, equipment too because we took a little bit of a road trip. And uh, just to Grand Prairie, not very far. I hopped on the bike, got insurance on uh, Thursday, hopped on the bike on Friday. And uh, for those of you who know what dark side is, I went dark side on the bike, uh, which means to put a car tire on. It is supposed to be great. Well, um, now to not put myself in trouble, I couldn't go that much faster above the speed limit, uh, what my bike normally likes to sit at. So uh, I had to slow down. I was still able to, you know, uh, meet the speed limit as required, but there was no passing people. The back end was wonky, so do better than me. Get a little more research under your butt before you start uh, experimenting with car tires. I should have got something with probably a heavier sidewall uh, to help me have better control to, I don't know, make it not wonky. And so I don't like feeling like I can't control the bike, so I have to do a little more research and get my uh, my shit in order so that I can ride a little bit better. Because right now, can't do it. I might be just switching back to bike tires. We'll see. Okay, so uh, it's been a good week. My well, <laughs> a good night, I suppose. My team picked up the W. Toronto uh, really did well tonight against the Florida Panthers for two and a half periods. The last, I want to say, 10 minutes of play, uh, starting at the 10-minute mark when they're up two goals, Florida really turned it up. Uh, they were... It, it. I do think the league is rigged, honestly. Florida was letting so much shit slide in the first two periods where Toronto was just dominating, and it wasn't until the third period that they actually turned it up. What the hell? What it, What is going on out there that you just don't try for two periods or Toronto just does that amazing? I No offense to my team, whom I love, but it didn't le- look like Florida was trying that hard. It, it I honestly didn't think they were. They weren't given a lot of opportunity, but something's going on. 
because Toronto was, I felt like they were doing really good, but were they doing so phenomenal that Florida, if they had played like that in the rest of the game, like cared enough to give a damn, they would have swept Toronto. It really did look like Toronto was manhandling them for the first two periods. So, anyways. Toronto picked up the W. Edmonton picked up the W. Uh, pretty happy about that one, too. Because one thing I would love more than anything is for a Toronto-Edmonton finale. I know it'll never happen. If, if it's rigged the way that I think it is, it's not going to happen. Uh, the fact that Carolina and Dallas have hockey teams, even Florida have hockey teams that people care about, it blows me away because I was, uh, where was I? Carolina. I was in Carolina around the time that they won uh, They won the playoffs. And I'm like, oh man, you guys got quite the team here. It's like, yeah, we do. Which one? And I'm like, Hurricane. It's like, oh, what sport is that? I'm like, oh, goddamn, you guys have no idea. You don't even know what sport your team won the cup for. And that's why I dislike some American teams. You're in, we love hockey in Canada. We really do. But love for the game is no, uh, it does not displace good management and, and a good team. Like you can have so much heart and it doesn't mean shit because the other teams are better managed. Uh, like Vegas Knights, perfect example of a team that is phenomenally managed. They got some of the best, uh, what do you call it? Second round teams or second uh, second line, second line players. And they just loaded their team with them. They didn't get a first line line and a second and a third and a fourth. They were like, no, we're just going to get a bunch of seconds. And as much as they might beat us in the first line, they're not going to be, our, our second's going to do good, and our third and fourth are going to do great because they're all second rounds. Anyways, very well managed, very good team, uh, very aggressive. Man, they're angry. Uh, they There was this one guy, he literally slashed another player's arm. Like, he, he, you could see him swing up. The puck was gone. He was sitting for like three seconds skating towards it and like 30 feet away, and Buddy comes down and slashes him right across the arms. I'm like... That's ridiculous. How that that in any other area there would be assault, and this guy getting he just gets ejected from the game. Fuck that. But like I said, I'm gonna try to remain positive, <laughs> in spite of my my feelings towards the game. The thing is, we won too. Like the team I'm cheering for won. Anyways, uh, as I was saying, Toronto Edmonton, it would be the greatest thing for this country to be divided about. We're divided about so much liberalism, conservatism, uh, how we vote, the way that we view ourselves and other provinces around us. And it's all bullshit. But if there's something worth being divided about, it's hockey. And that would really unite everybody about being divided. Yes, there will be riots, but you guys are looking for goddamn excuses to riot most of the time. You riot about the stupidest shit. Some homeless guy got choked out. Yeah, buddy didn't put on a proper choke. And didn't put in a proper recovery position. And he shouldn't have had to do it. Honest to goodness, shouldn't have had to do it. Oh, it's racist. Fuck you, it's not racist. There was three other people helping him control the person from hurting himself or others. Yes, he died in the circumstances. Shit happens and I feel really bad that it did. But don't act like this is a racist thing. And all this, oh, I'm going to say it, all this, uh, they're not allowed to get away with killing us anymore. 
Every time a black person gets hit, killed at the hands of a white person, they literally riot. If it happens, it, it's like, no, nobody's getting away with anything. It's horrible. It sucks. It has nothing to do with race. Murder sucks. Killing, death sucks. But don't think that it's racist. Sometimes shit just goes wrong. If you're going to be associated with other people and live in a society, shit's going to go south. So calm your tits. Oh, I guess this is kind of what it would be like if you, if I started my own shit, wouldn't it? I should plan a little better. All right, so I made a, um, one of the people that was messaging me was my brother asking where the episode was, and I was like, I just never got around to recording it or releasing it. So uh, I'm doing it right now, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, what, what do you think I should talk about? And he's like, oh, other than the thing I already texted you about? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. So I went back, and one of his biggest questions was, uh, for a beginner, what kind of bike should he get? And the reason that he asked for himself is because he is not a uh, small boy. He is a big boy. He, um, I don't want to say he's got 100 pounds on me because I don't know, but I think he's got about 100 pounds on me. Uh, that does, that's not saying I'm small. He's, he's a big guy. He's taller, stronger, just physically bigger than me. Um, he's probably not that much bigger, but, you know, just a frame of reference for a guy who's around 250 pounds. Let's just say 250 uh, what kind of bike should he hop on to learn how to ride a motorcycle? Now, for a long time, I was ripping on Harley. Many, many years ripping on Harley. As a Honda rider, uh, they make fun of us for riding Japanese crap, or Jap crap as they call it, uh, metrics, uh, just ricers, whatever you want to call it. And I used to make fun of them for not being able to run at all because it's a Harley and uh, you only you know it's out of oil. Uh, when there's no more oil spots on the ground. <laughs> With that being said, if you're a big guy wanting to learn how to ride a motorcycle, one of the best bikes I could ever recommend for learning um, is a Harley-Davidson Softail. They're not made to go super fast. Um, they got some. They got the low-end torque. Uh, you get something with a 96 cubic inch or an 88 cubic inch, even that's been bumped up to a 96. You're getting a whole lot of motor and not a whole lot of top end. So you're not going to get yourself in too much trouble unless this thing's been fucking tuned. You're getting a good motorcycle. And one of the things I love about Harleys are parts. If you want to get parts for your bikes, you can get parts almost anywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. That is one of the biggest pains in my ass is trying to get parts for my Honda. Uh, even my tires. My tire size has been mostly discontinued. That's why I'm putting a goddamn car tire on. So, uh, yeah, I had a friend. I did have, I have two friends that just picked up bikes very recently. And uh, one of them picked up a Honda Shadow Phantom 750. And the other one picked up a, um, oh, I think it was Suzuki. I don't want to say Intruder. Uh, Suzuki, some, it's like the Intruder, uh, same frame uh, and half the motor. So I think it's like a 700cc motor, but it's a single cylinder. And those are great learning bikes. 700, if you're a smaller guy, 150, uh, 160 and under, that's a great motor to, to learn on because you're not going to get yourself in stupid amounts of trouble. You will be able to hit the highway. You won't be screaming up the road like these 230s and 
250s and 500s that are out there. Those things scream down the highway because they're trying to do that speed and they're just not made for it. And I'm talking about cruisers, not sport bikes. Sport bikes can do stupid speed. You get yourself a 250 sport bike or a 500 sport bike, you're, you got more than enough power. You're going to be able to go whatever speed you want, especially while learning. Uh, but when it comes to actually learning on a cruiser, uh, if you're a really big guy, Harley Davidson Softail. Um, also, the Kawasaki 900, Vulcan 900, is a solid bike. Sounds good, looks good. Uh, and you could do a lot of things to them because, again, solid, solid bike. Now, one of the things I dislike about the 750s and the 700s and uh, V-twin motors is the fact that uh, they are bulletproof. They are very, very, very good motors. You cannot kill them. They, they run on, on faith alone because of how good they are. With that being said, they're gutless. You will find yourself bored with them in no time. Uh, my wife is texting me. We're asking about the hockey. Uh, hold on. Toronto is playing Florida. Comma series is at three to one for Florida. All right, there we go. I don't know why she's asking me. She, she's she's at Boston Pizza. She can literally look over at a screen. It's going to be showing highlights of it. Anyways, um, yeah, gutless motors. That's the only downside. You will be bored of that. Do not get suckered in to the Yamaha V-Star 650. Everyone who gets one of those, they are a, they're built for big guys, but they are so gutless, you get bored with it, and then you think it's worth gold, just like the last four people who thought it was worth gold. You could see them going for like six, seven grand sometimes. They're not worth it. They paid seven grand, and the sucker before them paid six, and the sucker before that. Sorry, do not buy that bike. It's unless you can get one for a steal. Understand that it's going to be gutless, and give it away as a steal too. Do not sink a stupid amount of money. I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've seen these six fifty yammies that people sink I saw one that they were asking like 10 grand for it they're like yeah we did like 6 grand worth of work it cost this much and I'm like I don't care how much you put into it it's a 650 <sighs> get one for a good deal don't be a sucker don't fall for the oh we put this much money into it some bikes just sit for sale forever because they don't want to let go of the fact that they wasted a stupid amount of money on a bike that they shouldn't have get something good so Big boys, look at the American made because not the victories. The victories oh, and the Indians, that's a lot of horsepower for learning on. You can do it. Probably good for you. Uh, the 96 and under kind of thing, but they make them in a 101 and such. So um, also, do not be deceived by the Honda Rebel 1100 and the um, Indian Scout. You're like, oh, they're small bikes. They're just an 1100. They are both 1100s with 100 horsepower. You get one for a steal, do not think that this is just going to ride like a 750 because it's only, it's, it's not that much bigger. I have a 1300. It's nowhere near that. Those things are great bikes. They're solid and amazing, but they are very powerful. They will fucking kill you. 
<laughs> so that is something that I love. I've been I've I've been very blessed to see some very cool motorcycles lately. I went to a bike blessing in Grand Prairie. Hey brothers, I see you. Um, and there was a, a few very cool bikes there. I saw Triumph. European, UK bikes like the Enfield and the Triumph and uh, Motocuzis and all those bikes do nothing for me. They bore the shit out of me. They're just, they're not great. This Triumph, my God, that thing was so cool. I couldn't believe it. It just had, it just hit every nerve with me. So much little details this guy did to the bike to make it look authentic and just fun, super fun. Uh, I don't know the size. I think it was a, a Triumph Bobber or whatever, and this guy did so much work to it. Gorgeous bike. One of my favorites that was at the show. There was also a soft tail that had, like, fishtail exhaust and very sparkly and slammed and ape hangers, and it was gorgeous, too. I love motorcycles. And also there was, like, 30, I want to say 30 Rogue Glides. Those are a dime a dozen. It's not price-wise, but they're just everywhere. They're great bikes, I'm sure, and they are very good for um, if you're in a club of some type that has to travel, that's the bike you want. You want electric glide. You want a Rogue Glide. You want something with a fixed fairing that just takes that extra wear um, out of your arms and puts it into the frame. Um, so for fixed fairing, what I talk about when I say that, uh, the Indian Challenger Challenger, and the uh, Harley-Davidson Ro- Road Glide, they both have a fairing on the front, that giant windshield-looking thing that goes directly to the frame. It doesn't go to the triple tree, and you're not going to feel the wind in your, in your arms. It absorbs all of that right to the frame, so it goes uh, from the frame to the back tire. You don't feel any of it where the um, fairings that are fixed to the triple tree or the steering column, as some of you might call it, if you don't know anything about motorcycles, you feel that, you feel the wind, you feel the grind, you feel like any kind of turbulation, it goes right to your hands. So it makes a a ride a lot longer. But a fixed bearing is a little bit to get used to. They're great. I love motorcycles. They all have their little niche things that make them cool. So, um, yeah. Now... Another question I was given was guns. Hey, Mike, what is your favorite gun? Now, I have uh, been blessed with the opportunity to shoot many types of guns. And I must say, um, some of my favorites are ridiculous ones. You don't need a uh, 300 Win Mag. has got some thump to it, and it's... It's fun to shoot, but it feels a little unnecessary. I know that there's people out there that are going to be like, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. You're right, I don't. You ask me my fucking favorite guns, don't criticize what I like or don't like. I like guns. I think a a 300 Win Mag is a little excessive. You don't need that much thumping power unless you're taking down a buffalo or something stupid. Or bear. Bears are important. I like for hunting a 7mm mag. It is a smaller bullet. You can be a little bit more precise. It's very straight shooting. Uh, I like it in the, t- the out of the Tika T3. It's great. It's a, I believe they're a, um, what do they call it? That plastic frame that they put on it. Synthetic. Synthetic stock. I personally like my Savage uh, 7mm mag. 
uh, it's a left handy because I'm left eye dominant, which is really unfortunate. It makes it very hard to shoot when you're left eye dominant. Uh, and also it adds like $200, $300 to every rifle you want to get if it's bolt action. Um, so I like my 7mm mag. It's got the muzzle brake on it. I have shot the Ruger 7mm mag uh, with the synthetic stock, and that thing kicked like a fucking mule. I hated it. I really did. It was not enjoyable for me. I'm like, this thing kicks horribly. And it's just maybe the ergonomics, something else. But I have one. It doesn't kick that bad. This one was stupid. So I like mine. Everyone needs an SKS and everyone needs a Ruger 10-22. I know that Kui makes a 22 as well with a drum fell fed. But a Ruger 10-22 is bulletproof. They're a good little rifle. They don't, they're not stupid. They're just fun and solid. And uh, if the zombie apocalypse ever happened, the Ruger 1022 is what you want. Um, if you want more understanding of that, we can go into it. Oh, why don't we go into it? Nobody's here to censor me or guide me or say, hey man, shut up. Um, if, if hypothetically there was ever a zombie apocalypse, the Ruger 1022 has enough velocity to penetrate the skull while simultaneously not exit so it becomes a ricochet there's no recoil and so much ammunition you can just you you put a, a, a suppressor on that you can plank all day make no sound at all and you'll do exactly what you need to do and that's only in the case of a zombie apocalypse they're great you don't need a shotgun you don't need a chainsaw you don't need you just need a ruger 1022 the rounds are out there. Twenty, a semi-automatic twenty-two of any kind are great for a zombie apocalypse. So everyone should have one. I got really excited when this um, this whole COVID shit started because I was hoping that we would be going some through some kind of zombie apocalypse. That they were, especially with the vaccines that they were putting out. I was like, oh, it's starting. Oh, it's happening. And I got a little bit excited. I'm like. Oh, we get to be, we get to do it finally. I'm not going to become a zombie, so I'm not worried about it. And I could be like, "I love you, man," and take out whoever I need to. I just say that after every single one, just so it means nothing after a while, and I stop feeling. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it is the perfect zombie apocalypse gun, and everyone needs one. SKS, uh, they're good all around. Lots of accessories, been around forever. They're great. All you got to do is make sure you keep them clean and change it, uh, clean out the um, the action once in a while. You do have to dismantle them once in a while, and they come with all the the stuff to do it. SKS is a solid rifle. Now, in terms of handguns, um, given the opportunity, I would love to get a Glock, uh, simply because they're just they're not ergonomically perfect, but they're very well engineered. They don't have a whole lot of failure points on them, uh, and they're just solid. I'm talking, that's like a, a, a I want to call it a box gun. You chuck it in the box of your truck, and you're not worried about it. It's going to be fine. It's not like the Berettas. It's not like some of these ones that are out there, the Kimber, that you're going like, to worry about scratching or getting dirty. Beretta's got so many moving parts, it's a giant piece of garbage. Um, Kimber's gorgeous, but you'd be worried about it the whole time. A Glock is a chuck in the box of your truck. It's fine. Gun. It's great. And you don't have to care. It'll work. Now, uh, I know there are much fancier guns out there. I have fired a few 
Um, the largest round I ever shot out of a pistol was uh, out of the... I have shot the 500 Smith & Weston revolver. That thing was a fucking monster. I loved it. It's stupid. I'm never going to get one. Even given the opportunity for a steal of a deal, I wouldn't get one because it's just a monster of a handgun. If I had nothing but money, if I had more money than cents, I'd definitely get one because I'm dumb. I like to get stupid stuff. But uh, I don't foresee that happening to me. Another one that I have tried is the Desert Eagle with both the 44 mag and the 50 cal. They were fun, but again, stupid. Get the Baby Deagle, the 9 mil. It's great. It's it's all the styling without the uh, ostentatious <laughs> frame. It's a great gun, and it's cool, but it's dumb. Uh, again, another gun that I would get if I had nothing but time and no sense. Now that I've talked about my trunk gun and my stupid guns, the one that I love more than anything is the Smith & Weston 686. I know the GP100 is very similar. It's a revolver, for those that don't know, and it is just a gorgeous frame. It's great. It looks good, feels good. You get it in a 357 mag and you can justify the ammunition uh, by having a mare's leg in your truck. And also, you can shoot 38 specials out of it. So you don't need to pay top dollar to go to the shooting range. You can have 357s that you could put into it if hypothetically you went hunting and there was a bear that attacked you. It's got stopping power. It's got thumping. And it's good. But if you just want to punch holes in papers, you can throw a 38 special and it's great. It's a great, great round. Um, so I love that gun. That is my absolute favorite. And you can get it as nice or as dirty as you want. So, yeah. And I know there's some really cool stuff out there with the Rhino, which is stupid. But I like it. I like stupid guns sometimes. Uh, I love bullpups. I know they look stupid again, but they're fun. I do have friends that... Um, they will buy guns in a certain caliber. Like they'll just buy like five or six guns in the same caliber so they don't have to go and spend ammo on a, like five different types of ammo. And I'm like, that's that's smart. I wish I, wish I was that smart with my money when I was single. Uh, but I wasn't. I wasn't very smart as a single person when I had more money than sense. But now I've got kids and I've got to be far more responsible. So uh, hunting... Oh, and there's also the 12 gauge and stuff like that. You just get a Mossberger, like just a standard Dominion Arms. You don't need a fancy shotgun. It's a shotgun. Uh, what is it? I am not going to remember the name of the shotgun that uh, Walton used. Uh, he was the owner of Walmart. He used a standard issue shotgun like just something that was just really basic not special but he was using it for planking and hanging out with his friends he didn't care it shot straight and it never didn't it never not worked so he liked that i'm like okay if i was going to get a shotgun if it's good enough for a billionaire it's good enough for me i don't need ostentatious things with that being said uh, my favorite design of shotguns are not the pump actions but the over-unders i just love the styling it looks so good it reminds me of those old uh, Oldsmobile cars with the over-under headlights and that go behind the grill. I just think it looks so cool. I like cars too. So, um, yeah, those are a couple of things that I was asked about and I wanted to talk about. So, I got to do bike blessings. I get to... How... 
it does bring me to another topic that I thought about today. Um, I know some people. All right. I'm going to talk about a specific type of person, and it's not you. Unless you feel like it is you, it might be, but it's probably not. So calm down. I'm not calling anybody out. I know more than one person. I know lots of people. Anyways, I know some guys that are um, very unaware or um, less confident in who they are, and they're very. They take a lot of things unnecessarily personal, and they're very uncertain. and And I don't know if they know it or quite understand themselves that well. Uh, but they are not as uh, aware of their stance in life, where they stand, who they are in a lot of ways. And I was trying to think, what is the best best piece of advice I would have given myself if I were them? And uh, I thought about it for a little bit. I'm like, what kind of advice would I give this person given the opportunity? They're very... They're, very touchy, very sensitive and, and, and uncertain. I'm like, okay, how, what piece of advice would I have given my younger self if I were them? And one of the things I concluded in my short little period is um, try to be the person you best want to be remembered as. So I'm not saying fake it and be this or, you know, just pretend to be something you're not. I'm saying attempt to be the person, try to be, act in a way that you want to be remembered. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as the the touchy, soft guy that everyone's like, oh, fuck, grow up, man. Or, um, man, he never had his shit together. Or do you want to be known as the, oh, that guy, he, he had an unbelievable amount of confidence for his fucking face. <laughs> I know I'm that guy. I have an abnormal amount of confidence despite all my shortcomings that I know I have. I'm aware of it. So everyone's like, oh, who, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm like, I'm fucking nobody. Don't worry about it. But I can come on here and talk and hang out and, and talk to some really cool people. It's a lot of fun. My friends are fucking cool, okay? I get to hang out with some of the coolest people in the world, people that most people are afraid of. Yeah, those are my bros. Those are the people I hang out with, uh, fighters, uh, jujitsu people, bikers, um, builders, like people who actually do stuff with their hands. Also, uh, theological giants. Uh, I get to hang out with people that really think about the way they speak and the way they view the world and how they understand it. Those are the people I get to hang out with. I get to have theological discussions with people that most people might be intimidated just to have. And I'm like, no, this is just what we do. We have conversations because I love conversations. Now, with that being said, am I faking it when I put this out? Am I trying too hard? Am I uh, uncertain and just putting on a facade? I don't believe so because I'm actually doing it. I'm I'm going. I, I haven't been to jiu-jitsu so long. I'm so disappointed in myself, but tis the season of busyness, and I haven't been able to go, and it really sucks because I want to go, but uh, life just kind of gets in the way that way. So I go to jiu-jitsu. I get to hang out with some guys, solid guys, very tough, very strong, and they make me stronger, and I just get in the way. 
and I try to learn as much as I can. I go to motorcycle rallies. I love motorcycles. I learn about them to the point of I can discuss them with other people. Ten years ago, I would have been said, I would have said, and I had said, all Harleys are the same. I don't know the difference between an FXR and an F6 and whatever all these other ones are. Uh, and I learned enough. I learned the, the, the distinguishing markers between a Dyna Fat Bob and a Softail Slim and all these things. Uh, I didn't know them before, but I hung out with people that did, and I learned, and I learned, and I did research, and I got into them really deep uh, so that I could talk to people about it. So I, I, ch- I looked at, okay, what can I do better at? I said, who do I want to be remembered as? What do I want to do to set me apart and allow me to get to the place I want to be? Who do I want my children to see me as? An angry old man who just, you know, never home, who works all the time, which terrifies me. I am terrified to be that dad because I know guys that are that dad and they think they can make up for, um, they can make up for not being there with money and your kid's not going to remember how much money you spent on them. They just see your guilt coming out and pay for them and they're going to either use it against you or be like, I wish you would have just worked a little less and been home more. Spent time, gone and let me ride on the bike, played catch. And it terrifies me to not be that dad. And um, I was re-listening to this book, Wild at Heart, and I know you all heard me rip on it because um, it's a book worth ripping on. It creates a lot of straw men and it tries to destroy them and it's unfair. And I'm like, okay, you're creating uh, representation and, and, and feeding on men's, Christian men's insecurities. And I figured if I was going to write a self-help book, I would do the same thing. I would find the things that men are insecure about. And I'll be like, I'm going to write an entire book about this. Uh, and for some of us, it's five rules every man must break. And for some of us, it's 12 rules for life. Uh, Jordan Peterson did it in 12 and I liked his more, but at the same time it grabbed that which we were not doing or not, or are not doing and, and it feeds on it. And so it does that a lot. With that being said, I learned something new and it's the importance of being an intentional father. And it really showed my shortcomings and where I need to do better. Well, simultaneously, I'm like, okay, some things that my father didn't do well, made me into the man that I am. Struggle is good. I love bullet bourbon. It's really good. Anyways, being an intentional father. That's something that I want to be remembered as. Riding a motorcycle, jujitsu, being into metal, but still being able to two-step with my wife. I'm not very good at it, but I still get to do it. And being there for my friends. I want people to know that I did my best to be there for them when they needed me. And um, it's not something everyone can say. All right, my wife's home. Good. Uh, I only say that because of my recording while she was out and my kids are all sleeping. They know to come down here. So, where was I? I don't remember. Anyways. Be the man that you want to be remembered as. Don't just fake it. Do it. You want to be the guy who's remembered as cars? 
get good, figure it out. I'm not a car guy. I I am, but I'm not. Like this, it doesn't take over my being. I have a bro um, in Alberta area, and he loves semi trucks, like big tractor trailer trucks. He loves the Jake brakes. He loves the sound. I'm gonna sneeze. All right, and he just loves it. I, I, the same passion and love that I have for motorcycles, this guy had for trucks. I didn't get it. I still don't get it. I'm like, man, I don't know how anybody, anybody could be that infatuated with tractor trailers. Like, they're cool and everything. They're fine. You can get really creative and put some really cool sleepers on it and uh, make a place to haul your motorcycle or toys or whatever the fuck you do. I don't know. And this guy, it was, it was, he tried showing me stuff and he was, you could see the love and his enthusiasm. I didn't have that. But for his circle of guys, it's great. He's like, I'm fine with this. He, he will be remembered by his people of loving the same things they love. And, uh, yeah, finding that thing. You want to be remembered for jujitsu or being capable of great violence? So you need to learn to kickbox. You learn need to learn to throw a hook. Everyone should know how to throw a hook. That is something. Learn how to throw a punch. If you don't know how to throw a punch, get with somebody who does. Ever you know somebody. Heck, fucking Mark Zuckerberg is a jiu-jitsu metal guy now. Yes, the Zuckerberg went to a martial arts tournament wearing a mask so that no one else would see him until the time came. And he started to metal. He did well. I'm not a fan of his, but at the same time... It's fine. He, if he knows somebody who does that and gets involved with people, you can get involved with people. And you know you can. It's it's just a matter of sometimes walking into the right gym. You can walk into a gym, look at the guy with the most tattoos, and as long as he's not a chef, yeah, you should be able to find somebody that can throw a proper hook and be like, hey, man, befriend people. I was at a motorcycle rally the other weekend, and these two guys, they were both... Uh, new to the area-ish. We're looking at each other, started chatting. He looks at the other one. He's like, hey, you have any friends here? He's like, not yet. And he's like, cool, we're friends now. That's it. All you had to do was go to a rally and talk to somebody. Go to a gym and talk to somebody. You want to become ripped and fucking bulk? Go where the bulk people are. You want to get into motorcycles? Hang out at, at Harley dealers. Talk to people. Talk to mechanics. Talk to... Get a motorcycle, find out when the hangs are, go there. Whoever you want to be takes a little bit of stepping out. With that being said, I'm tired of having single friends. Oh, do you know the downside? I have, I, have, I have married friends now, and I'm really excited because I'm like, yeah, all my friends are married. And um, now they have kids that are getting married. I'm like, shit, now i got to go to those weddings. I'm getting tired of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I will be emceeing uh, two weddings this summer, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to do an episode about all the jokes I could not make. I'm quite sure I brought that up at least once before, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm thinking about doing the, uh, I think just doing a whole episode, because I can't do them both. Well, I can't do most of the jokes on one, but I can't do other jokes on the other one because it's all prim and proper, which is fine. 
but it's really not going to be my style. I'm going to show up on a motorcycle in a suit. It's going to be very funny. Okay, so, um, yeah, become, hang out with people and become the person that you want to be remembered as. All right, what else do we got? I gotta look into the things. Yeah, John, thanks for the advice on what to talk about tonight. Really do appreciate it because, yeah, otherwise I'm just going solo. I don't like doing that. Most people can pull it off, but I, I, there are people out there that can just sit there and, and talk by themselves, to themselves, for hours on end. I don't know how they do it. Bill Burr is one of them. Uh, if you ever listen to Tim Cast, I know he's got the Tim Cast or Tim Pool FRL or IRL or whatever it is when he's sitting with people. His IRL is much better, but um, it's still not that great. He's a little too hyperbolic in my books. He just gets inside his own head, eats his own, he smells his own farts, which is a great South Park reference. Um, yeah, Bilber is another one that, again, gets in his own place and he can just he, he believes everything that he's saying, or at least he seems if he, as if he is. Maybe he's not. He's just playing a part. Anyways, what are we at for time? Fuck, this is a lot harder when you're by yourself. All right, cool. So, uh, while doing a little bit of scrolling and a little bit of thinking simultaneously, I did not actually stumble upon anything in this regard. I saw a car. I saw a picture of a car, and I realized, hey, I could do something on cars. Because um, there is one thing that I feel that y'all need to know. Electric cars are a fad. I do not believe that we are ready or have the uh, technology in place to allow us to optimize our use of electric vehicles at this time. They're being pushed through by our government. They do not know what the fuck they're talking about. We do not have the infrastructure in place, and they're trying to raise the cost of electricity and natural gas simultaneously. And they're saying, oh, natural gas is dirty, even though it is the cleanest, best fuel out there. It burns cleaner than anything else, and uh, it's easy to produce, and it makes a lot of things out of it. And it's great. Natural gas is very, very good, and has lifted millions of people out of poverty and allowed us to ship it all over the world to be as efficiently used. With that being said, electric cars are the devil, and they're fat. Um, the lithium that is in them is being mined by children. Do a little bit of research, you will find that to be true. The uh, infrastructure afterwards, you you get lithium, you get all these nickel and um, a few other things, and you bake them together to make these batteries. Well, guess what happens when you bake a cake or you bake something together? You cannot separate them after. So all the batteries that are in them, when they do need to get replaced, if they haven't caught fire and exploded and burnt every single cell for 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours, they burn for days. And um, after... After you have finished with that battery, there is no way to reclaim the materials to do something else with them. You can't. You can't melt it down. You can't divide it. The technology is not there that allows us to recycle these batteries in a safe manner. That they can be reused as batteries again. So, 
there's there's one case. Another thing, the mining process is far more intrusive than any any pipeline, any uh, any well, natural gas or oil. They are far more invasive. They are horrible for both the environment and you, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Our our infrastructure is not built for it. We, we cannot use these batteries. There's not enough to displace the cars that are in the world right now. Hang on to your gas jobs. Do not just throw them away. The, the impact that they're going to have on both the environment and our culture and our society writ large is horrible. They're not going to be good. I'm sure they're cool. And if you got tons of money and no brains, sure, you're going to be buying a gas job in four years anyways when you realize your Tesla's a giant piece of shit. And I like Tesla. I really do. Or your Ford Lightning or your, uh, what's the Chevy? Chevy's doing one too. Where there are these vehicles out there that are very, very cool. And they're great. I'm glad they exist. But the government has no place to... Uh, subsidize the cost of people engineering them and, and making them. The government is pushing these things. You know what the best part about a free market is? The culture pushes the product. You don't think that a gas company that recognizes the potential of electric vehicles and that that as being a power source that can make them decent money would also be like, okay, we're creating electric car division. We're going to mine lithium. We're going to, we already have the basis for building into gas. Well, let's use that same technology, that same brands, that same distribution to create a, a pipeline that'll, or a, uh, a mine to mine lithium. It's just not worth it. You literally have to use children and people to mine this stuff. And then it's not going to last. It's going to suck. They're, these people are greedy. They do want to make money. But I think they recognize things that we do not. It's the same thing with this whole environmental global warming shit. Nobody, everyone who says that, says that the global is warming and that Vancouver and Miami are going to be underwater. Guess where fucking David Suzuki lives? He lives in Vancouver. He's not selling his property. He doesn't actually believe that. Same thing with Florida. They are investing in, in property there. No bank in their right mind would invest in you getting a mortgage for a place like Florida or the people in Dubai literally creating islands out of sand. They wouldn't do that if they believe that they're going to be underwater in no time. This is, this is not true. It is propaganda and it's stupid. You can't believe everything you read. So lithium cars are a fad and global warming is kind of bullshit the way that we understand The way we understand it. Do people make a difference? Yes. People are making a difference. Do not burn oil or tires in your backyard. It's dumb. You don't need to do that. But are we having the impact that we think we are? I really don't think so. I don't think it's as horrible as you think it is. Uh, be responsible. Be good stewards. But I don't think that you are. Are you really doing that? Because any any damage you're doing is nothing compared with the people literally dumping their trash into the ocean. Literally. Most 
more people die of smoke inhalation because of fireplaces than they do of smog. It sucks. It's horrible. Be good stewards. Don't drive more than you need to. And, you know, put on a sweater. Keep your place relatively warm. Be smart with your environment. But don't think that we're that important to the end of the world. It's it's not going to be that bad. Relax. And I know a lot of people probably disregard everything I said at that point because they're like, oh, he doesn't know what the fuck he took. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. But I can earnestly say I'm doing my best to, uh, mostly because I'm cheap too. I'm very cheap. I don't want to spend unnecessarily. I'm not going to buy products I don't need. Some of y'all got bigger Amazon wish or uh, bigger Amazon bills than I do. You'd be like, oh, you just don't care about the environment. And then you're spending shitloads of money on products on Amazon for it to get shipped to your door. I barely buy anything because I'm a cheap cunt. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think there's a lot of things I need. I need bike parts once in a while. And I still try to avoid them. My wife saw that I had to tear my seat. And she's like, hey, you need a seat. I'm like, yeah, I've been saying it for like two years. She's like, yeah, but I didn't notice. And I'm like, I know. You think I just say I want a seat? They're $1,200. See, that makes me want to buy another Honda VTX 1300 so that I can put all the parts that I have onto this bike, from this bike onto the next one. My wife's here. <laughs> she's just coming to say hi. All right. So like I was saying... I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, climate change is a bit of bullshit. Don't like it. Well, I don't like how we understand it. We think we're far. What is what is worth to be, worse to believe that you have a global impact on the entire world? Like, how narcissistic do you? How important do you think you are that you you folding your cardboard into bundles is going to make a big enough difference to really change the world? Now. I heard about a study that I think only 30% of all recycled materials actually gets recycled. That means the stuff that you are putting into your recycling bin, you have done the effort. You're actually doing it. 30%, one third of all recycled materials actually gets recycled the way that you did it. So you're doing everything you need to do. And then they're turning around and grabbing all this stuff and, you know, the, oh, I feel good about what I'm doing. And they're not doing their part. They're getting these big government contracts to do all this work and they're not doing their part. It's really frustrating because you want to feel like you're making an impact. One of the best ways that you can make an impact is um, spend uh, your money better. Yes. D buy higher quality products uh, less often. Yeah, now I think that's the best way to put it. Less often. If you have to continually replace something, you are displacing so much plastic. And, and plastic's bad for you. They, We know that. You know that. We've known it for years. But you could do better with your money. But instead, you're like, oh, I can get this one. And in six months, if it breaks, I'll replace it. Why not just get a better one in the first place and it lasts you a lot longer? And you don't have to order as often. It's good. Um, I bug my wife because sometimes she goes to the dollar store um, and I tell her that I would rather set money on fire than spend money at the dollar store. I just don't like it. <laughs> it's Half of it's just straight shit. 
there are some stuff that's fine because it's overpriced things that you don't need to spend an arm and a leg on. It's a lot of markup other places. But a lot of it's kind of bullshit. <coughs> so, uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, last week, oh, great little thing. I went to a motorcycle shop to pick up a tire. All right, so motorcycles need tires far more often than cars. That's why when you hear about people going dark side, um, they do it because back tires on motorcycles go very quickly. They do not last like a car tire. Where you may get like 15, 20,000 kilometers out of a tire, you will maybe get six, maybe 7,000 kilometers out of a rear tire on a motorcycle. And you have to replace the front tire uh, half the time. So every other year, I got to get a new front tire. And it's like, call this tire place up. And I'm like, hey, I need this size motorcycle. Do you have anything? And the girl's like, yeah, yeah, we got, we got stacks of them. I'm like, oh, good. I was really worried that they didn't have any tires anywhere. So I show up to the shop a week later. And I'm like, hey, I hear you got some tires for me. It's like, oh, we don't. We have one. We have one tire for you. And I'm like, what happened to the stacks? They were telling me there were stacks of tires here. And she's like, yeah, that chick didn't know what she was talking about. And so this other lady, kind, kind lady, um, who, she was great because she reminds me of a biker chick. Because she's like, don't, don't, uh, don't waste your time. Get, don't dilly dally. Don't drag your ass. Get over there. Get this. Yeah, that chick didn't know what she was talking about. It was a lot of fun listening to her. Because she was very straight to the point and uh, rough around the edges. So you could tell that she hung around bikers and people who love motorcycles. Anyways, she said, that chick didn't know what she was talking about. We have one tire. I'm like, cool. How much is it? And she checked in her system. And her system didn't even have it on file. I'm like, okay, all right. You have one tire. It's not in your system. It's going to cost me a little bit. So it was a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. Bought my way some shoes. That was... Um, Saturday and then Monday rolled around and yeah, they're like, oh, buddy needs help. Cool. So I go and help him and I go there, I go to Valley View with him and then Friday comes along and I go to GP again. I went to GP three times in one week, which I know is not a lot for some of you, but it's a bit for me. I have not been in almost a year and I went three times in a week and then we had to replace my brother's battery. That's another thing about motorcycles. There is maintenance that surprises you. And you just have to do on the spot. Find the tools. Get it over with. Do the work. And it happens. Alright, no more whiskey after that. So, I went to GP three times. Got to hang out with my bros. Uh, got a new pipe. I got, I, I want to call it a saddlebag pipe. Because it's a really little one. Because I don't need a big pipe. And uh, I have a giant marksman. And it's a very, very nice big pipe. And I went to this tobacco place in GP. And it was so great. Got some cigars. Got a new pipe. Got a new tamper. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to really wear it in and get it going. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, i got to edit so much shit out of this. Alright, so... I got to go to GP, hang out with bros, go to the Alberta border, help my brother out with his bike because we had more problems with it. We replaced the battery, terminal got a little loose, and we got going. Um, yeah, it's been a week 
it's been one of those weeks. You're just trying to get as much stuff done as you possibly can before the next weekend. And this weekend looks to be just as busy as the last. It's going to be a great week and a great time. So, if you do have any topics that you really want us to discuss, or me to discuss, or whatever, let us know. If you want to get my feelings on some things, feel free to ask. I know I promised a liberal episode where, um, where I said, we're going to talk about liberals, or voting liberals. Like, liberal party, not liberal in general, in general as I understand them now. Having a liberal mindset is very important, but the liberal party has completely fucked what it means to be liberal. While simultaneously, you may or may not be setting a standard which is not realistic to live by and then not adhering to that standard in which you are putting in place. But I'm not going to talk about that. Maybe I should. No, I'm going to let that be a standalone episode because, I don't know, I think I need Devin here to butt up against me and uh, call me on my bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that one though. That is going to be something we talk about because uh, I think it's important, especially coming up to a, another election season next year, uh, both for America and Canada. Oh shit, that's coming a lot sooner than I thought. We need to talk about these things, have my liberal friends on, and uh, I think I might do a standalone uh, anti-liberal party uh, episode and then bring on a liberal friend to, to tell me where I'm wrong. And if, if he can tell me where I'm wrong, I really don't think I'm that far out to lunch in some areas. So, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Uh, also, if you don't like what I have to say, uh, I'm quite sure you stopped listening a long time ago. Yeah. Especially with environmental. I know that a lot of people get very touchy about that. Um, I'm okay with that. I really am. Uh, we can disagree. If you think you are the center of the fucking universe, well, g good for you. You're, you're probably a way better person. Probably better educated. And CBC and CTV are your favorite news channels. Same with CNN. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, I should probably let y'all go. Hope you guys had a great day. Um, if you hated this episode because it was just me, please let me know so I can give Devin a hard time for... Um, being so selfish and not sitting down with me. <laughs> we couldn't make it work. It was a busy week. Um, a lot of things happened. Life happens. It's summer. If you don't like it, hop on your bike or don't hop on your bike. Actually, just listen to me talk about it and hopefully you get one. Because it's so much fun. If you rode a motorcycle, you'd understand. Cool. I think I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, I hope you guys have as great of a week as I did. And your summer is as beautiful as mine is. Because we are having a gorgeous summer. God bless. Have a great week.